Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. You found yourself a cheerleader. Good morning, Benny. How are you? Good morning, morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, for sure. A beautiful day. It's gray. It's the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Where's our sunshine, Benny? I thought you said you were ordering that up. It's above it. I mean, there's a little bit of low cloud cover. We'll get over it. We're part of the Seattle area. We get it. We get it. Yeah, I was going to kind of throw in this whole rain theme. Ah, but our lawns lawns need it. Yeah, our lawns need it. Yes, but we have... (laughs) We have a couple rains happening today mm-hmm. on the show. We do. We do. We have a fantastic guest. Well, we always have fantastic guests. But today, uh, for the first few minutes, we're going to talk uh, to Rain Wilson. You guys know him uh, best as his role with maybe with Dwight Schrute on the television comedy The Office. And we are going to be discussing a, uh, a really incredible foundation. It's called the Mona Foundation. And it's basically, it's, it's fair education for girls and better communities for all. And listen to that language that I said, because it's a fair education for girls, better, better community for everybody. Because as soon as you have education, that is a big snowball effect and it becomes this beautiful community and love for everybody. So with that, I'm going to jump into our show today really quick. Um, and then later on, after we've had our conversation with Rain, Nadine and I will have our live show. So feel free to call us at 1-888-298-5569 after our first break. So let me do my formal juicy introduction with Rain Wilson, and um, then we'll get started. So Seattleite, Rain Wilson, actor, author, and philanthropist, best known for his role as Dwight Schrute on the American version of the television comedy The Office returns for a very special hometown only event evening of music and comedy with special guests Joel McHale, Chris Bell, is it Balu? I'm going to have to ask Rain make sure I'm pronouncing uh, that Chris correctly. Balu, thank mm-hmm. you very yeah. much. Thank he, you. He's a popular musician from the Seattle area. Oh gosh, he I is see. a Casper Baby Pants. Oh, see, you would I, know that. Love. I know. I've I've talked to him. He's a great guy. You is might he? have known him from. Oh! Pre- Okay, no, back up a little bit. He's from Presidents of the United States of America, too. You know them. Oh, Peaches okay, and Lump yeah. and all. Yeah, there oh, you go, Sue. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you, sweetheart. Yeah, no but problem. you're my music guy. I yeah, appreciate well, that. Yes. <laughs> and so many more incredible, exciting guests. Uh, this special event will benefit the Mona Foundation, like I said earlier, you guys, a local-based nonprofit celebrating over 20 years of partnering with and supporting grassroots initiatives around the world that provide education to all children, increasing opportunities for girls and women, and emphasize service to the community. Mona Foundation believes that education is one of the most critical investments humanity can make and is to key in eliminating gender gender inequality and creating a sustainable planet for a better future for all. Rain has been a staunch supporter and advocate for the Mona Foundation for over 10 years, serving on the board of directors and currently serving on the board of advisors. In his words, Mona Foundation is the perfect charity. 
So come on and join myself, Sue, with the Gratitude Cafe in welcoming. Rain, welcome. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Benny's got you a nice applause going. That's awesome. Brought the wow. whole studio audience home just wow. for him. Just wow. for him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally all the listeners right there applauding. That's it. Millions, right? <laughs> Well, welcome aboard. Okay, so you're coming back to Seattle. Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm coming back to Seattle, uh, my hometown. My uh, my mom still lives in Seattle, sells jewelry at the public market. So, um, oh, mom, give yeah, her a plug, so, Rain. Give her a plug. I, I know it's the jewelry by Kristen, and you can go down and uh, find these really beautiful handmade silver pins and and or ornamations, decorations that she does. So I have some uh, real Seattle roots. I met my wife at uh, the University of Washington, was born at the University of Washington Hospital. And um, yeah, I'm coming back to celebrate the Mona Foundation. Thanks for the long plug. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. You're very welcome. So how did you get started with the Mona Foundation? Well, I when I first uh, got well known for being on the office, uh, I got approached by a lot of nonprofits, and I wasn't really sure what to do. Like, I was approached, you know, will you be a spokesperson for the, you know, physicians for social responsibility, or will you join this environmental cause or help raise money for this political cause? And I realized, oh, I need to kind of, like, focus what my charitable efforts will be. And that's when I uh, discovered the Mona Foundation. And uh, my dad, actually from Seattle, knew the founder, uh, Manaz Javid is her name. She lives out in Bellevue. And um, the more I found out about Mona Foundation, the more I loved it. And what they do is they, they find, they kind of exhaustively find really worthwhile educational initiatives around the globe. And then they raise the money uh, in the United States for programs for those initiatives. And... They help those schools grow and um, increase capacity over the years and come up with a five and a 10 year plan. And um, it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's, you know, it's based in Seattle, but works internationally. And it's now it's been around for 20 years. I'm super excited. So I was first interviewed and thank you very much, Rain. And I, you know, I, I love that you're, well, one that you dabbled into the charity and then you found something that really inspires you because I've talked to so many people that are in a position where they can shine a light on something like this. And then you've really got to find something that really, you know, tugs at your heart that you can really put yourself behind and feel good about it. So thank you. And this was just brought to my attention a couple of weeks ago when I was at um, Holistique with Dr. Darvish and we, they had the whole Mona Foundation there. So I'm really excited to be involved. And of course, education is the foundation as far as I'm concerned. So as, as soon as you have that education, of course, it's going to make for a better community, regardless of what that community looks like. So the event that's coming up, and that is, gosh, that's like in a week. It's on the 30th. That's right. Thursday, uh, Thursday night, they're at the Paramount Theater in Seattle. We still have a few tickets left for sale. So get He's yours soon. Get yours soon. So I will get you guys all of that. Did you know the, is it, can they get the information on the monafoundation.org website or is it, is it STG? Um, yeah. STGpresents.org is the Paramount Theater's website that has the information, or you can look on my social media. It's on there and on my Facebook page. 
Yeah, wonderful. Mine too. So um, what are you going to be doing there at the event on the 30th? Well, it's, uh, it's an evening of comedy and music. So we've got some great musical guests. Um, Michael Franti uh, and Spearhead are going to be there. Uh, they're a fantastic band. Um, Joel McHale is going to be doing comedy. Um, and uh, uh, Rachel Price and Vil J are coming. They, they, she's in a band called Lake, Lake Street Dive. Which is a great, uh, a terrific band, and they're going to be doing kind of some classics from the '40s, mm. um, and uh, just a, a really kind of rollicking good time, um, and to raise awareness and raise some money for Mona Foundation and to celebrate Mona Foundation. Yes, and I love that because, and I'm looking at the guests, and of course Michael, um, and the types of music that that exudes love and support. So. I'm really yeah. excited to be involved. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, I know that we've got a short time limit, Love. Is there anything that you wanted to tell the audience before we, we headed out? Well, I, I want to tell them I love I love them. I love them, too. <laughs> well, I, I, want, I want to give them all Thank hugs. You. Well, um, then we need to have them come to the event on May well, 30th, I, you guys. You know, I love what you're doing with your show. Uh, I just want to say that... Uh, idea that's a show about uplifting people about sh having gratitude showing gratitude um and, and bringing people together is just what the world needs and um really just thank you for your efforts in that oh, realm thank you love you're so welcome and it's to be of service right it really is to be of service and open your heart uh whether it's yeah. the, you know the and it is and it's across the world it's the mona foundation and it is my greatest passion to be able to open my heart and, and to have a platform. I mean, mine's a little smaller than yours, but at least I've got the Gratitude Cafe and I can bring people like yourself on and help support and be of service uh, to the, the people like the Mona Foundation. So I'm really excited to have you here and to see you on May 30th. And um, thank you so much for coming on. And I will be sure to post this all over my social media. I mean, I already do. And I already have, but I will make sure I keep continuing to do that. And please let me know if there's any other way I can best support you. And also a shout out to Mom Rain. We gotta go jewelry by Kristen down at the market, right? That's right, jewelry by Kristen, public market. And you're coming I, to the event too. I look forward to meeting you there. Yes, I will see you there, Doctor Darvish. I think we've all got. We're gonna sit together and and play, and it's gonna be wonderful. Support the Mona Foundation. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show, and uh, much love to everyone there at the show and in Seattle, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the 30th. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, Rain. Say hello to the UW and the wife and all of that, and we okay. appreciate you. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Okay, thanks. All right, Benny, we'll take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to have myself and Nadine jumping on board. We're going to take a call uh, or calls. Uh, 1 888 Again, be uh, myself and Nadine. 1 888 For those of you wanting to go to the Mona Foundation benefit, please, you can find more information at www.monafoundation.org. I will continue to talk about uh, this event with Rain Wilson and all of uh, the musicians and comedians as we go through the hour today. All right, Benny, we'll take a quick break. Thank you.
Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health. And they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit GiveToGive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150kknw. Welcome back, guys. We did an impromptu quick little commercial break. This is the Gratitude Cafe, and thank you so much. At the top of the hour, we, of course, have Rain Wilson. Um, he is going to be in Seattle uh, next week, and he is supporting the Mona Foundation. It's an stg.org event. If you would like to get some more information about Rain Wilson, his nonprofits, and, and his philanthropy, and, of course, uh, this benefit that's happening on the 30th, which is next week, you guys, there's going to be special guests. Benny, we talked about the um, Chris Baloo. What's yeah. his name again? Chris Baloo. Baloo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Baloo. Um, Michael Fronti. We've got the youth choir. We've got incredible um, comedians and special guests. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Rachel of the Lake Street Drive. I mean, it's going to be absolutely incredible, the event that the Mona Foundation's got going on. And, of course, Ray Wilson's going to be there hosting and chatting us all up. Please go to www.monafoundation.org. And if you can't make it that night, you know, give what you can, whether it's your time and or money. Um, please reach out to them and be of service and open your hearts by all means. This is for women, children, and the greater community and the greater good. All right. Hi. Hi. This good is morning. you. Hi, Nadine. How are you, darling? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Everything's great. Yay. It's so exciting to be here. That was super fun. Thank you so much for coming on board. So in the yeah. theme of, yeah, it's, you know, I was going to say it's raining and we had rain on the radio show and that was super juicy, but I thought, well, he's used to the rain jokes, I'm sure. So I just kind of kept myself honed in. I don't know what to say about that, but whatever. <laughs> Help me out here. I'm just kind of <laughs> spinning out. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, so what kind of things have been coming up for you, love? Um, actually, this. Uh, past week has been um, mostly I've been working on a missing persons case, Ooh. which is not 
which is not my favorite thing. I to know, do. baby. But uh, not to be a downer in any way. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've been working on that, so I've been busy doing that, and then um, also I've been in on a positive note. I've been doing this uh, manifestation meditation. Ooh. Every day, every day, me and one of my really good friends are doing this manis- manifestation <laughs> meditations where, where that's, so that's hard a to mouthful, say, yeah. Say that, say that over and over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been doing it every single day. And it's like kind of where you, you ask for things for yourself, but then you, and you also ask for things for your friends. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, and then, and then you switch, right? And then she asks for things for herself and then things for me. And, and we've been doing this and it's working. Ah, fantastic. Of course it is. You get a community of energy. Of course it's going to work. Yeah. It's super fun. And then it gets me back into the practice of meditating all the time. Oh, an accountability partner. Yes. yes. And she's, she's the best for accountability. I'm, you know, I'm really like all over the map, ADD, kind of flaky, you know, I don't need to be, <laughs> but that's just who I am as a person. Like, and it's so funny because all my good friends are the total opposite. Oh, well, of course they are to keep you accountable and keep you grounded. They do. They all keep me in line. Everyone I surround myself with. <laughs> Are people who keep me in line. Honestly, I don't have any friends that are like me. They're all like, okay, Nadine, you got to show up here right now. I'm picking you up or, you know, whatever they have to do. Oh, they hold me accountable. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Just kind of like I do, you know, keeping you out of the, out of the craziness. Yes. 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 They, they hone me in and talk about honing myself in. Yeah. They hone me in and wheel me in and. It's really good. <laughs> we was us people like that. We need those people. But on the other hand, I have to teach them how to be more easygoing. Oh, totally, absolutely. Right? And when yep. plans change, and when plans change, to be flexible and to kind of go with the flow more, right? That's yes. me. I just kind of go with the flow. Yes, and and let the intuition and the energies and love that be guide us, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can't, yes. I mean, you, can plan, you can plan and, and think you have control, but you never know what's going to happen. So oh, you have to be we, adaptable. We don't have control. No, no. We can set it up in 3D how we think we should receive it. But then the powers that be or the 5D says, ah, we're going to bring it to you in a, in a different way. <laughs> Especially if you didn't absolutely. get clear. <laughs> and then we had this, this last full moon was Oh. manifestation the flower moon so we were <coughs> sorry flowers and oh you crackled up flowers and what not trying to i mean we were oh here let me switch i'm just gonna switch something and see if it's better sorry you guys that's all right so i want to well nadine's switching over we're gonna have another full we're gonna have a talk about a full moon and flowers because that's what i taught but also some things that are coming up with um, some conversations that I'm having with some clients and um, some other thought leaders. And we have been, and things that have been coming up is judgments of others and um, projecting. Nadine, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay. Is that better? Yep. That's way better. Okay. Awesome. Before we get into projecting, you were saying something about the full moon and flowers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going from complete different opposing opposite, you know, <laughs> this is awesome though. 
Well, talk about accountability. My friend that I'm doing these meditations with is all about the full moon all the time. So every full moon, she has me over there. Uh, and we're always doing something. <laughs> so we it was the flower moon and it was all about manifesting. So uh, we did a big meditation on what we really want. And we got clear, like the Sue always says, get clear on what it is you really want. So Yes. And then put the emotions behind it, the feelings behind it. As if, so, yeah, as if you already have it, right? It, yes. And being thankful and appreciative, all of that juicy stuff. So Nadine and I are going to take calls today, but in the meantime, we're going to be goofy like we always are. We're going to educate. We're going to love. We're going to give some new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, and new you. And if you guys missed it at the top of the hour, we had the wonderful Rain Wilson um, talking about the Mona Foundation. And if you wanted to hear that, um, I will have this up on the website shortly. But if not, please go to stg.org or simply go to the Mona Foundation and uh, just Google that or stg.org. Rain also said he's got it all over social media, and so do I. So please, we'd love to see you next week on the 30th at, um, I believe it's at the Paramount, and it's stg.org. Okay, so Nadine, some things in, um, that we've been chatting about in my world are projecting and how that shows up is how that feels in the body. That how that feels, it could be righteousness, feeling wronged, feeling like life or death kind of feelings. Have you have you had feelings of that before? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. I'm such, an, I'm such an emotional person. So I'm actually I am all those things. Right. And I'm trying to learn I'm trying to learn how to get back into uh, not reacting. Oh, so true. So true. Yeah. When I feel those situations coming up, I, I'm a reactor and I'm, and of course I'm surrounded by logical friends <laughs> <laughs> who try to reel me back in. But, uh, and so I'm learning, I'm learning how to not react to those things. But yeah, it's especially the being, especially the being wronged. I really have, it's a major trigger for me is like, you know, if it feels unfair or unjust, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a, a fighter like that. I don't know. Like, it's like, um, but I don't mind that part of me if it's not destructive, right? <laughs> like, I like to stand. <laughs> well, because. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. But it's when so it's for- true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's for a good cause, right? When it's for a good cause, like, I'm really one of those people who advocates other people and I have a really I want to stand you know like against like animal rights or human rights yes of course that's when it's really that's when I'm righteous (laughs) that's when I'm well yes yes that absolutely and me too but uh, going on the the conversation about um, projection projection Mm -hmm. is when you blame your other person the other partner for all of your hurts right and we don't even do it consciously. We have, you know, these these triggers, these unresolved issues from our past, those subconscious beliefs that you guys hear me talking about in the uh, craziness to Clary. We have those limiting beliefs, subconscious beliefs, stuff that wounds, the disappointments, the resentments from childhood, from previous relationship. And it, it that projection almost feels as though that person in front of you has caused that feeling from 
the unresolved issues from before. And it's like, you can't let it go. Like literally you cannot let it go. It feels like you're having that overwhelming sense of like panic and anxiety right in that moment. Do you because, think that because, too? Because, because you're triggered, right? You're yes. triggered by the other person and you're, you might even think it's that person or it's that situation. It's like not. Said, it's, it's a past trauma. It's a past situation that you're bringing that's unresolved, right? Yes, love. And that was the number. If I could repeat that over and over and over again, if you hear somebody say, well, you're triggering me. Guess what? Nope. Nope. That has absolutely nothing. And I've said it. Well, what you just, you know, I'm okay. I'm being triggered. You're triggering me. But guess what? A trigger hands down, a trigger is something with inside you. It's a situation, a conflict, an unresolved issue from your past that includes childhood wounds, disappointments, you know, uh, resentments, disappointments, hurts from any other previous relationships, however that looks in your life. So if I could, if you guys take any pearl of wisdom away from today, Please know and take responsibility and accountability that those triggers are all on you. I know it's a big pill to swallow and it's not always a fun pill to swallow, but um, have compassionate curiosity and just compassion for yourself and get curious of what, what hurts, what, what conflicts, what, what unresolved issues that you have that might be coming up. So if, if you get... Um, really fearful, uh, if your trigger is fear or anxiety, take a peek at that and look and see what unconsciousness is playing underneath. What do you think, Miss Nadine? What's your comments? Well, it, you know, I actually never looked at it that way, but like, <laughs> no, it's, it really makes sense. But triggering is information, right? Like, mm -hmm. so when you're, when you're triggered, if you look at it as just information of what you ha don't have healed or where you need healing, that's really good information. So you are like, like you're saying you're triggered, but it's not that person who caused, right. who caused the triggering. And I've never looked at it like that before. I've always been like, Oh my, stop doing this. Cause it triggers me. Right. You always want the other person to stop whatever it is they're doing because it triggers you. Yeah. Whereas and you that, have to just you mm. have to learn how to not be triggered by that because it's, it's an unresolved issue. Yeah. So that right there in the essence of what you just said is projection. Projection oh, keeps yeah. us from understanding the true source of our pain. So you're saying, you're saying, okay, yes, it is a message, but two, it's a message when we project, when we project that keeps us from understanding what's truly going on. So if we get righteous within that situation, or if we feel wrong, or there's that overwhelming, overwhelming sense of panic during an argument, mm -hmm. or, you, you know, something needs to be resolved right here, right now you know, it's got, you know, it almost feels like this traumatic, traumatic feeling in your body. There's a projection happening. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a way yes, one, your body is giving you a message, but two, if you're telling the other person, they are triggering, triggering you, that's a projection. Basically you're giving away. And in my language, you're giving away your power and you're not taking responsibility and accountability. A sister, I, I've done it. I've, I get triggered and, 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 and it's an emotional response, right? You get triggered. It's an emotional response. And you don't even realize you're being triggered. And then you're like, oh my God, I just blamed somebody else. And I was triggered and I didn't mean to do that. It's this gross entanglement. <laughs> oh, I've done, I've done that lots, but even yeah. like 
when you do this, it makes me feel like this, right? Like, and you're trying to, con- like, especially in relationships, I, you know, when you're in a relationship um, and you like, I have been there where I'm like, you know, you want to control the other person so that you mm. don't feel, so that you don't feel triggered or you don't feel hurt or whatever that is that's coming up. Right. So you're like, okay, you can't do that anymore because it makes me feel like this instead of like you're saying, taking accountability and figuring out why you're responding that way. Yes. What about the biggest fear, the fear of rejection? Oh, right. I hate that, I hate that one. <laughs> oh my God, don't we all, but looking at that, that fear of rejection, that could be rejection from a school teacher. It could be rejection from a, a parent. It could be rejection from a past relationship from your childhood. So if you guys could look at that and see, oh, am I being triggered from a past relationship based in fear of rejection? And am I projecting that on the other person? If so, you know what? Well, well, wait a minute. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to have the CCs in life and really be in awareness of how I am feeling. And am I truly projecting this on somebody else and not taking the accountability of the true source of my pain? How was that? How did that land? I was just that super juicy. That you would take. <laughs> But I'm sitting here, but I'm sitting here going, like thinking about myself being rejected and not like, I, it, I don't know how to get over Like what's on the other side of rejection? Like I, I, that's very hard, right? Like I think that human nature, but maybe not, maybe it's just me, you know, like you're saying rejection hurts. So how do you get on the other side of rejection? How are you, do you, how do you become okay with being rejected? Uh, great question. And rejection, that whole feeling of rejection, I I don't know that it's an okay feeling. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some other MDs and doctors out there that would have a completely different explanation. But for me, it is, uh, and, and you may even agree with this, Nadine, it's, it's more, it's not even about being okay. It's about actually releasing that old belief, that old program, because what's happening in my body when that, when that trigger comes up, that, that fear of rejection. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I literally, I have to slow down and language it and go, Sue, honey, honey, it's okay. It's okay. This is your fear of rejection coming up. I love you. That was the past trauma. We're in a different situation right now. I love you. And I literally go through this whole conversation to that little girl and say, you're safe now. It's okay. We're choosing love and trust. And I have an image. Remember where I had this conversation, the cognition tool at the 16 day craziness clarity challenge, where when those triggers come up, like rejection, fear, anxiety, uh, you have to put something else because it's a habit. It's, it's an unconscious habit, not only that your mind, but your body, your biology feels it. And it has this release of chemicals And it'll all of a sudden go, wait a minute, something doesn't feel right. Well, yeah, it doesn't feel right because you're changing that habit, but keep doing it because you want to change that habit from that feeling of fear and rejection to love and trust. Did I communicate that effectively? No. Yeah, that's absolutely. No, you, you totally did. And I was thinking, you know, or, you know, part of being, being rejected also comes with acceptance. Like I have to accept the fact that I've been rejected, right? Not that, not that it and it hurts and I have to accept the fact that it hurt me and how can I now transform that energy and move on right but the one thing I always even when it's hurting me and this that and the other I always think 
the universe has my back. Yes. So if I'm being rejected, it's because it's meant to be and something better is coming. So I always have yes. to think even I, the universe has my back. The universe has my back. That's what I always think. It's saving so me from instead, something. Yeah. Okay. So we can say the language, the word rejected from our past. Moving forward, instead of the word rejected, can we put in its place, oh, here comes another opportunity. Right. I use that word opportunity and I put it in quotations because it's a softer edge. It doesn't feel like such a sharp sword to my heart when you say rejection, right? Right. Oh, okay. So I, I use the compassionate, curious language of, oh, opportunity versus rejection. Yeah. Here's an opportunity to go in a different direction. (laughs) Yes. In a hot second. Yeah, in a hot second, right? Yeah, and it's like, thank you for rejecting me because now I know that this isn't where I'm supposed to be or, you know, this isn't where I'm supposed to go. And what is the lesson? Or thank you for the opportunity that just happened. (laughs) Going the other trajectory is what I was trying to say. Yeah, (laughs) because it just shifts you the other direction. Instead of having a below-the-line response, trigger, fear, rejection, anxiety, go, oh, oh, look at that. All right. Let's keep my my vibration above the line and look at this in curiosity and create this as an opportunity, an opportunity to love myself, put up a boundary, love myself, move the other direction, love myself, make a different choice that better serves me. It's staying above the line and looking at it from opportunity versus rejection. Did I communicate that well? It sure sounded yeah. good when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I'm really good at all those things after I've calmed down a bit. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> at first, know. you just want to be, at first, I'd be like, ah, you know, and because I'm emotional. Yes. And I, you know, at first, you're like, I don't understand or, you know, why? And, and all these things come up, but at the end of the day, when, when you're over that, the <coughs> in your body and then you go, Oh, that's why now I have an opportunity to, you know, like you say, opportunity to do this, or I learned this. And right. So with that being said, rehearse and repeat, you know, know who you are, you know, back up from even where you just had that conversation of, Oh, okay. I had to take a time out, which is really good in itself, but how about even backing up more? And being really clear on how you are going to show up and the type of person that you're going to be in said relationship and said conversation. Now, disclaimer here to the audience and Nadine, of course, not all conversations. Some may come out of the blue and you'll just have to be like, oh, okay. Um, Some may be a bit of a shock. But again, going back to what I was alluding to a second ago is if you can stand there knowing in confidence of how you're always going to show up in a relationship? Are you always going to show up and have the above the line response above the line in love? Then you know that even though your body may have this chemical response, you're going to language it and keep yourself calm in that moment, taking breaths, telling yourself it's okay. Uh, breathing again, more and breathing is a really big important component when you feel that your body and your your emotions are being triggered in a specific instant situation, right? Or opportunity, as I like to say. I like opportunities. I like that. Word. 
<laughs> opportunity is above the line conversation versus trigger. Oh, here comes an opportunity. Okay, opportunity to love. Uh, and this isn't woo-woo stuff, guys. This is real-life practicality. I mean, this you have to choose to stay above the line. If you want to be um, in drama and you want to um, have those chemical reactions and that's how you want to live your life, if that's it, then go for it. Absolutely. I will tell you, medically, you're going to burn your body out, though, and there's going to be other, you know, manifestations. But, you know, to each is their own. I'm going to love you regardless. Well, and it takes you out of that. Yeah, like when you when you take a second, it takes you out of that that reaction, that fight or flight state, right? That, yeah. You know, and, and puts you into more of a wise mind. A wise mind, above the line mind. And above that's the line. <laughs> That's, I think that's our life practice, right? Our life practice of, of working very hard, not trying, working very hard and engaging in staying above the line communication, above the line responses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> above the line opportunities. I'm just laughing because I think of all the times where I've reacted and my friends, my logical friends, because I have a lot of them, are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're like, no, Nadine. Don't do it. No, Nadine, don't say oh, that. Oh, that is so funny. Oh. I have the best friends. And then I do it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it. And they're like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to send it. But yeah, see. I know my, like my sister's the best. My sister, my two older sisters are the best because like they might write the email out like, da, 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 like really mad and express themselves how they want. And then they sit on it and then they go back and they change it or they erase it. You know what I mean? But it gets that it all is a out. perfect tip. That's the perfect tool. Yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Wait to sit on it. I talk about that too. Absolutely. Cause then you're venting and you're getting the energy off and it, you kind of feel vindicated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cause you just don't press. Send. <laughs> yeah. Just do not press send. Don't I do press- it. I go, and then I press stand, and I'm like, oh. And, oh. Then, and then I take the break, and then I go, <laughs> and then I go, once I'm calmed down, I go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's tons of people out there that are laughing, going, oh, yeah, because heaven forbid, Nathan, I've never done that. <laughs> are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I could, I could take I could take a note from my very successful, you know, <laughs> friends who don't do that. So take a pause, brothers I, I, and I, sisters. Take a pause. Yes, take a pause. But see, I can't sleep on it. You know how people say sleep on it. Oh, I'm yeah. not a very good sleep on it kind of person because my mind will just I'll tell you off a hundred times in my head all night long. Like yeah, I won't sleep. <laughs> I love it. That's so true, though. I know yes. it. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I have to. But so I think the idea is like, you know, even with things, when things are bothering us, I tell people this all the time. Get it out of your head. Write it down. Get it out of your head. When you get in that repetitive thought process, just yes. write it down. Right. So and that's what my sisters have always done is they'll, they'll write it, you know, and then they'll sit on then they'll wait till the next day but because they've already got it out right so they can get it out and then they just you know all they have to do is decide whether they're sending it or not and then by the next day when they've calmed down they're like i can't send this yeah 
because yeah, then they, they, they because they, they see the consequences. Okay, if I send this, this is going to open a whole bunch of of drama, right? Oh gosh. Okay, so I'm going to air some dirty laundry live here on air. So what I do for myself, especially with situations like that, but also like when I'm in my quiet and I pick up my phone, it's mid evening. I could have had a glass of wine or not. And I pick up my phone and I start shopping. I start going to, what is it? Pinterest. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Oh, I've got to. And what I do now, instead of hitting the buy button, is I send it to my email. So I can look at it again the next morning and go, Sue, that wasn't anything you needed. Sweetheart, no. Put the phone down. Put it down. Take a pause. So that's a really good tool for everything. You know, really get clear. Do you really want to spend money on that? Send, take a pause, send it to your email and look at it in the morning. More times than not, you won't. I did that with the kids too, walking around the shopping mall because they would immediately want, want, want. And we would literally grab it, put it in the cart and they'd hold on to it and play with it. And, you know, after 20 minutes, they were done with it. And we didn't. Yeah, because it's otherwise you're, you're acting on impulse. Yeah. Yeah. Take a pause. Take a pause. Take a pause. Yeah, I do that too with the shopping now. I just put it in my cart or I, yeah. like, or I put it for like, or say, some of them have like save for later, right? So yes. Like, or I'll put them all in my cart. And then, like I said, then I'll, I'll be like, okay. And then the next day I'll come back and I'm like, what? I, what? I don't yep. want this in my cart. And yes. Right. So yeah, take a, take a pause for sure. Take a pause. I think, oh, that's a good message for today. Take a pause, whether it's about projecting and being triggered. <laughs> instead of hitting the send button, my lovely Nadine. Or the buy button. Or the buy button, my lovely Sue. Yes, absolutely. And watch your projection, you guys. That That is where you are literally, um, it, it projection keeps you from understanding the true source of your pain and what's happening inside you. So instead of instead of projecting, why don't you just take a look and, and have that curiosity and that compassion for yourself and go, ooh, I am. Am I being all righteous? And meaning, oh, I'm the I'm the one who's always right. Righteousness, like in the relationship, in that situation. Right. That the well, that partner's ha- always that happens, at fault. That happens a lot because we only truly know our side of things. Right. But you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Because what if they're projecting on you? That's another thing, right? So if somebody's projecting on me from their past hurt. Yes. Brilliant, my darling. That's you being in awareness. Because you can, if you stand there in awareness and you know, you know in your heart of hearts that, because you can see that they're being triggered, right? Yeah. You can see that they're being triggered. And even if they call it out and say, well, you're triggering me. You can say, I'm, I'm not triggering you. That was not my intention. Um, if, the, if the relationship's important to you, I would say, I, I would engage in the conversation and say, okay, this, this relationship is important enough to me to open up and get curious about this conversation. How are you feeling? Why are you feeling triggered? Because that was not my intention. Don't put that on me. So let's get curious of why you felt hurt. You felt rejected. You felt pain. All of that. If you don't, then you can say, eh, I'm going to walk away because, you know, the relationship might not be as important to you. Right. Right. Yes. And I, yeah. and I, even if I don't mean to hurt somebody's feelings, like lots of times if I don't mean to hurt somebody's feelings, but I do, like, let's say I triggered them. I always say, like, 
I, I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention, right? Yes. My intention was not to hurt you. So then they have to look back at themselves and go, okay, if they weren't intending to trigger me or they weren't intending to hurt me, why am I hurting? Right. So it's, it's kind of a way of putting it back in their court, right? Okay. And- did you see? Yes. And for them taking accountability and responsibility, I posted a really good response with Simon Sinek. He's the author um, of uh, Realizing or Finding Your Why. He's an incredible speaker and thought leader. And um, he gave, I put it on my Facebook page, he gave an incredible, incredible language on how to. Uh, respond to confrontation to make sure the other person is taking responsibility and accountability for their actions and behavior. You're not, you don't have to say that you're sorry. I mean, I I've gotten that I, because I've got that nurturing little thing. Yeah. In me, I do the same thing. I, I absolutely do, but I'm, I'm learning to change my language because it's not about me feeling sorry or being sorry that, that they were triggered because that, that means I'm taking some kind of accountability for it. So yeah, yeah, right. So instead I want to change that language because I don't want to take that on. And it also means they're not really taking full responsibility. So I want, and I am learning to change my language around that. So the other person takes full responsibility and accountability. So if you want, go look at my Facebook page and it's Simon Sinek. It's an incredible, like literally I've written it down. I want to use it all the time. It's there's three questions. There's three statements that he says that you use in that confrontation that teaches and it teaches you too. And it also teaches the other person to take responsibility and accountability for how they reacted and how they treated. And at that point they choose if they want to change, but you know that you stood up not only for yourself, but you did it in compassion and love versus projection or righteousness, the, you know, feeling wronged kind of thing. Right. Isn't that juicy? It's super, it's like, it it reminds me, it reminds me of the four agreements. Yes. Yes. To not take, to not take things personally. Absolutely. Really good. And then in return to be impeccable with your word. Right. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then Brene Brown, remember we talked about Brene Brown. She has uh, braving. She has that um, acronym braving. Mm -hmm. And in that is always assume the best for me and I will do the same from you. And if not, somewhere, somehow, I, me, the person, I am being triggered, right? Right. And one of the biggest, like, <clears throat> I was going to say, <clears throat> always assume the best from the other person. I think we're like, where we get a lot of confusion and things get lost in translation is via text message or via email. Oh, my email, gosh. Right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, and yes. So many miscommunications. <laughs> Via text because you don't know. That is perfect example of being triggered. Yeah. Because it's all on you. You're reading it, and the response that you have is a trigger that only you have because all it is is font. I know. It's wild. Isn't that crazy? You can take stuff stuff completely out out of of context context because of an emotion and feeling that you have inside yourself. I love that analogy. I'm so going to use that. Because that is the perfect, perfect example of being triggered when you get a text message, because all it is, is font coming through. But the way you internalize it, the way you feel it, oh, well, I know that that's what you were feeling. No, that must be something that you've got inside yourself. This, that was not my intention at all. 
Isn't that crazy? That is a great example, sister. Well, you can well you can think that somebody's like trying to hurt you, but real like like for me, for example, because <laughs> I'm so emotional. Like if somebody like even like kind of texts me differently than I'm used to them texting me. Oh you know, yeah. Of, then it's, like if it's if it's something's changed, and maybe it's because they're really busy, or maybe they're you know having a bad day. I will take it personally. Like a personal attack. Like, what did I do? Oh, to make you, honey, to make, to make you be so short with me, or whatever it is, right? <laughs> and then I'll be like, "Hey, were you?" Mad? And then when I see them later, I'm like, "Were you mad?" They're like, "Oh God, no! I was just busy, or I was just in the middle of something, or you know." So you never know what is going on on the other end. Yes. Yeah, so it's always you. It's yeah. always you. You are being triggered. You are projecting. You are thinking something. It's you. Something inside of you. Yeah. Oh, I got to get some a handle on that. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, get, I'm way better. I'm way, way better. But that's why when I text people, I make sure that there's little hearts exactly. and I love you and emojis. <laughs> I put emojis. I put exclamation marks. I make sure that they know because I've written things out and been like, oh, they could take that the wrong way. So then I'll put a little happy face emoji. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times that if I have, you know, all capital because it got stuck on caps, somebody thinks I'm screaming at them. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? what are you talking about? No, not at all. No. Nope. So, so get this. So if yes, I love. text lots of times, I'll put like, I'll put like dot, 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 as in like I'm continuing my thoughts, right? So I'll be like dot, dot, dot. And then I'll have another thought rather than like a semicolon or whatever a comma or whatever. I'll just go dot, dot, dot. And then my niece, Maddie told my sister and I that that's rude. For to whatever dot, reason. Dot, dot. Well, that's her issue. That's not rude. But I guess, no, but she's, I guess in the teenager text land, Oh. <laughs> in her teenager text land, in her <laughs> world, dot, dot, dot is like, you know, like it's like, like the, the version of like shaking your finger at somebody. Oh, but, I don't know. Something like that. I'm like, no, that could be rude. No. I use dot, dot, dot all the time. Like, hang on. You know, I put in parentheses, please hold. Oh, hang on. Because it's just me being goofy. Because a lot of the times I don't know. I'm I'm in mid-thought. Yeah, I love that analogy, Nadine. Look what we just created. (laughs) Text messages is the perfect example of being triggered. It is because all it is truly is font coming through. It really Yeah. Is. And you have no idea like what they really meant. <laughs> you can make a whole bunch of stuff up. And I yeah. said stuff. I could have used the other word, but I said stuff. <laughs> Benny's well, because, like, you thank know, you. It's so funny because when I'm like reading a text, you can like literally hear the person talking. However, you're playing that out in your mind. Like imagine yes, imaginary it's yours. But it happens yes. all the time. Yes. Because my friend, you like my friend, think. My, well, I think it's something different. For example, like my best friend, um, she just writes like da da da. Like she's very straightforward and just she's not an emoji person. <laughs> she's like just like blah 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 blah, right? And then me, I'm like, oh, I get her feelings all the time, and I'm like, I think she's being passive aggressive, or oh, I do all the time. I'm like, I'm like, are you mad at me? Why would you say it like that? And she's like, I was just telling you what I was doing like she was just but I love that you guys have that openness that you can go to her and say that that's oh I always do yeah well because I know so many things can get misinterpreted via text like like 
so many things. So I just want to clarify. I love that. And that's awesome that you have that trust and that types of relationship with that person that you, that no, no, sweetheart. I, I was just, I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. So always, then I don't, so then I don't spend the, the whole, best. well, yeah. So then I don't spend the whole day projecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm being triggered. <laughs> No, we don't want that. Oh. I'll be like, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> I'm so oh. glad you texted me because it gave me the opportunity. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. So this was a good show about teaching today. Projection, yes. triggers. I love the analogy about text messages. That's a perfect example for you personally being triggered. And taking things personally from your own perspective, your inner world, right? Oh, right. I love it. And then also, before we end, we've got like you know, three minutes or so. I want to remind everybody about Rain Wilson. At the top of the hour, we talked to Rain Wilson. Uh, some of you may remember him from the hit TV show, The Office. He is going to be back in Seattle uh, with the Mona Foundation and stg.org is the company that you can get tickets to come and help support all these beautiful ladies and children. And, of course, that leads into the community. So if you would like to join us for a fun-filled comedy and musical evening with Rain Wilson on the 30th, brought to you by stg.org, please go to stg.org. We'd love to see you. Um, or you can go to www.themonafoundation.org and get some information. It's next week. It's the 30th at 7 or 7.30, and I believe it's down at the Paramount. So let's go. Let's have some fun. Well, Miss Nadine, before we head out, my goodness, we had a good – let's wrap up our thoughts here. What are you thinking, my dear? Triggers, projection, text messages. <laughs> Take a pause. Take a pause. That is it. That's the big takeaway. Ta and the CCs. Take take a pause. And the big CCs. And don't make assumptions. Don't right? make it's assumptions. Re it's really the four agreements too, right? Don't it really is. Don't take it personally. And impeccable, impeccable with your word. What's the fourth? Let me hang on. I got the book right here. Impeccable with your word and always do your best. Always do your best. Yeah, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumption and always do your best. So my agreement, my agreements with you, my lovely Nadine, is to always, no matter how the text comes through, I'm always sending it in love. Always. Always, yeah. I, and, always. I assume, and I assume that you are, even though I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yes, I know. That part, I guess we could assume. Just as long as, we're, you know, the whole TRY is not in there. All right, guys, we have got to wrap up today's show. We'll see you next week. Of course, you can find Nadine on all of our social media. Nadine LaGreca, she's the only one on Facebook. And as far as I'm concerned, in the world, she's the in best. The world. I am the only one in the world. Ah, in the world. I love it. Nadine LaGreca, you can find her information on my website, my social media, all that I love you guys. Hopefully I will see you on the 30th. We'll see you for sure Tuesday on next week for the radio show. I love you guys. Until next time, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. 
The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.